0: You're listening to Radio MD. She's a chiropractic physician, lecturer, author, entrepreneur, and talk show host. She's Dr. Suzanne Bennett. It's time now for Wellness for Life Radio. Here's Dr. Suzanne.
1: Do you or any of your loved ones have any of these following symptoms while in the comforts of your own home or office? You're sneezing often, especially when you walk into a particular part of your living space, have a constant runny nose, red itchy eyes, a tickle in your throat, or have an irritating cough. Maybe your child has eczema, but also is suffering from asthma. Do you have unexplained fatigue, experiencing depression and anxiety, or have difficulty focusing with that dreaded brain fog? If so, all of these symptoms can be due to mold that's lurking in your home or office. Today we have Michael Rubino, who's an expert on mold detection and remediation. Michael is the president of All American Restoration and author of the new book, The Mold Medic, an expert's guide on mold removal. He is here to give us his best tips and tricks on how to locate and remove mold so you can improve your health by improving the air quality of your living environment. Thank you so much for being here on Wellness for Life, Michael.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Suzanne.
1: Absolutely, you know what? First, you know most of us know what mold smells like. I mean, we've all gone into the the, uh, bag of old veggies in the fridge and right away, you can really get that pungent, musty smell. But you know what, when it comes to finding mold in the house, often it's actually quite hidden. So let's dive into what you think from your expertise. What's the best way homeowners can, and people who work in offices, find that mold?
0: Well, I think the best scientific way is to actually get a mold inspection where they can test for it. It'll, it'll kind of identify the different species present, the quantities present. You're born to have some sort of mold present in your home or office, just because it's part of our ecosystem but you don't want it growing at such high levels that it's actually producing a lot of contamination per cubic meter cuz that's what's getting into your breathing zone that's bypassing the respiratory tract and entering the bloodstream
1: right it's i know i understand a lot about mold and, and uh, you know I've, we've talked about with mold experts here and uh, mold toxicity can cause a great deal of symptomatology not just the you know allergy symptoms but more deeper be deeper set in the thing about mold there's different types of testing mold as well um, from using the plates I mean are those those mold plates actually helpful you can buy it even on home Depot because it does cost less than finding an expert uh, to come into the house
0: yeah I mean I think it's helpful to kind of give you a, an understanding of if it's present uh, it's not helpful at telling you where it's coming from But if you're looking to just say, hey, do I have high quantities of mold in my air Um, and you utilize those plates for that purpose, I think that's a really good start because especially if you're trying to diagnose symptoms that are so similar to other diagnoses out there, that may be a good way to start. And then if you do find that the mold plates have have a heavy amount of mold growth on them, at that point, I think it's probably worth the investment into finding a really good mold inspector to dive in and and, kind of find out where it's coming from.
1: Got it. Uh, are you a mold inspector, first of all?
0: No, I'm not. I'm actually, I do the actual removal process. So I help kind of cultivate the team of, you know, inspectors or engineers or whatever is required to restore your home properly.
1: Well, what, regarding the inspection and lo, you know, localizing, uh, there's a couple of different kinds of methodology, uh, I understand. Can you go ahead and explain that a little bit?
0: Yeah, so you know, there's there's three main types of molds that you're that you want to look for in, inside your home or your office. It's gonna be the toxigenic, allergenic, or pathogenic species of mold. And there's there's a plethora of testing methodologies out there to help identify that. And you know, like I said, the, the most basic is is something like a plate or, or something like an air test, you know, doing just an air test in, in the, the center of the room. It'll give you an idea of, you know, how badly contaminated it is from that point. It doesn't really tell you exactly where it's coming from. And it doesn't exact it doesn't tell you what, what you have going on in your environment. So you'd then want to probably do like wall cavity samples. It's the same, same concept as the air, but now you're drawing air from a wall cavity and someone who's trained is going to look for signs of water intrusion or water damage, whether it's it walking inside the home or walking outside the home, they're going to identify where's a good place to take a wall cavity sample. The other uh, sampling methodology you would do is, is what's called a swab. And it's 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 basically, it looks like a Q-tip. And what they're doing is they're actually looking for areas maybe inside a, of a cabinet um, that has some water staining on it. And, and they're checking to see if there's mold present there. Uh, you're looking for conspicuous spots around the house that look like there could potentially be mold there, and you're swabbing that to understand what exactly is there. And and once you have that data, you're able to understand, do I have toxigenic species like Stachybotrys or Ketomia? Do I have allergenic species? Do I have pathogenic species? And you're able to really correlate with how you're feeling based upon what those normal symptoms are that that are produced by those types of molds. Um, you could also do what's called an ERMI test or, you know, or use utilizing MSQ PCR technology, um, ERMI or Hertzme Emma, these are the types of names of the, of that technology test. And what that that's going to do is that's going to tell you what spores are present around the dust inside your home. Why that's important is, is that it's actually a big proponent of mold remediation. That's, that's missed altogether. If you have a lot of mold present inside the dust that's around the house, and you just remediate the sources of mold, what happens is those, those dust particles that have mold attached to them can still get inside your breathing zone, get inside the body and impact you, but also they can get inside the HVAC systems as well and contaminate the HVAC systems, which continually perpetuates this mold issue uh, inside your home, even long after you've quote unquote remediated it. So it's really important to utilize these types of tests you know, and and with someone who really is experienced in testing for these things to really help identify the overall game plan of how do I remediate mold and get rid of it from my house entirely?
1: Thanks for all that. You know, I I always recommend to my patients, if you're going to get remediation, make sure that you do clean out your vent system, the HVAC, as you say, because boy, oh boy, they can be loaded uh, with dust and all, you know, dust, mites, all the other um, contaminants in, in indoor air pollution. Uh, you mentioned about... Uh, the uh, Chytomium and the Stachybotrys as a toxogenic. Can you explain the other mold type mold species that are pathogenic and allergenic?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, pathogenic is going to give you a lot more of, like, neurological-type symptoms. Um, they're really going to disrupt the pathogen system inside the body. You have allergenic is, is really, honestly, more like allergy-like symptoms. You know, I, I have a strong theory that there really is not, such thing as seasonal allergies, and I think that they're really more related to particulate matter. For instance, you know, in the springtime, you have a, you have a high accumulation of pollen, right? all that particulate matter is overloading the, the body, overloading the respiratory tract system. It's causing you all these sneezing, this kind of feeling like you, ha- you got this cold that never quite goes away. And mold plays, mold is another big contributing factor to these allergy like symptoms that we experience. Um, Aspergillus is a, is a big proponent of this. Um, whenever I walk into a hotel room, aspergillus is, is a very common mold you'll find in, in moldy hotels, unfortunately. I, I, I know it right away because I start to feel like uh, there's a cat around. For me, I'm allergic to cats. So I start to get like itchy. Uh, my eyes start to burn. They start to get very watery. Um, I'm sneezing uh, just nonstop. And um, it, it's, it's the strangest thing. You would, you would think that there's a cat in the room. And um, that's, that's how I started to notice. And honestly, for me, aspergillus seems to be one of the only molds that I really know of when I'm around it. You know, I can be around stachybotrys or cotillium, which are toxigenic, and um, I don't get these types of symptoms the way I would. And I think th- those molds will probably have more of a long-term effect on it, not something that I immediately notice. So it's very interesting how there there is difference types of molds, um, different species that are in different categories that can really give you different symptoms. We, we also have the mycotoxins th- that I, that we can touch on as well, if you're interested, but certain species of, of mold produce toxins called mycotoxins, and they also have their own set of symptoms.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, you know, as a a health practitioner we're dealing with mycotoxins a great deal it could be that all the mold has been remediated uh, but the patient is still suffering from neurological as well as systemic conditions because they have high levels of mycotoxins can you please explain what that is and um, what you're finding about the different kinds of mold possibly and the mycotoxins that they produce
0: yeah so it's it's very interesting. Um, you can have mycotoxin-producing molds present and not have mycotoxins, um, and so it's why it's really important if you're looking from a holistic approach to to really clean this house properly. Um, you really want to make sure you test for mycotoxins when there are mycotoxins present. You know, th- there's obviously a certain certain set of uh, health effects that those can create. And uh, what's interesting from my perspective in remediation. It kind of the way the properties make up on mycotoxins. It, it's almost like a chemical residue. Uh, when you look at it, at it under a microscope, it looks like a like a black tarry substance, and it and it actually does stick to uh, stick to items. Uh, it could stick to walls, ceilings, floors, uh, furniture, contents, etc. And so when we're when we're detailing a house um, to remove mycotoxins. We're actually utilizing microfiber towels and uh, a botanical product that we use called Benefect Decon 30. And the reason we use that specific product is because with mycotoxins, we're finding that you actually have to separate it from the surface and that product that we use, it actually has surfactant and disinfectant in it. So the surfactant is help actually remove the, the mycotoxin from the surfaces and into the microfiber towel that we then throw away but what's interesting about mycotoxins especially with remediation is what we're noticing because we've done just loads of tests over the years with this we're noticing that the first time you wipe let's say a dresser and you test you test for mycotoxins you would actually have more mycotoxins than when you first started the second time you wipe and you test again you would actually have less than when you started and the third time you wipe you're actually getting to that level where it's not present. So it's very interesting. We, we kind of have this curve and that's why we, when we remediate a house and we're removing mycotoxins, we have this, this three succession wipe process. We know we have to wipe it three times to be totally sure that it's completely gone before we uh, go to the client and say, Hey, it's ready for testing.
1: Uh, when you mentioned about the benefit Decon 30, is it a liquid that you put on a towel?
0: It is. It's actually, it's a, it's a liquid product. Think of it like you would, uh, Windex, you, you spray, apply it onto a surface and you then, you then wipe with a microfiber towel. So you would do that three separate times to really ensure that you're removing the mycotoxin from the surface. The tricky part about mycotoxins too, is, uh, because, of, because of the way it's, it's composed, it's really almost impossible to get it out of porous contents. So if you have like a fabric couch or something like that, you're actually better off replacing that couch than you would trying to remove mycotoxins from it.
1: Hmm. What is this uh, chemical made out of? I'm curious uh, because a lot of my patients, I mean, you know, people have sensitivities already. So uh, getting more into the chemical process.
0: Yeah. Well, so Benefect Decon 30, the, the reason we love it so much is it's actually a botanical product. It's it's It's, the main active ingredient is thymol so it's basically the oil derived from thyme is kind of the active ingredient it's almost like an essential oil uh, uh, compound that's utilized with a surfactant um so you know like a degreaser something like a like a soapy substance that'll help separate mold and mycotoxins from surfaces and disinfect at the same time so I'd love to send you the SDS sheet. I think that your, your clients would probably, we've had great success with this, um, because with Decon 30, it's, it's non-scented as well. And, um, you know, we're having great success with this as, uh, not only something that removes all the mycotoxins, but a lot of our clients who are sensitive happen to also be chemically sensitive. And so this kind of checks all the boxes.
1: Fantastic. Gosh, I'm really gonna definitely dive in a little bit more. I'd love to get more information about that. Because if it's something that we can do now, you know, a lot of people, they don't have the financial, um, you know, freedom to be able to move their house, you know, move their place, move out of an apartment, um, and even remediate. Uh, you know um, in such an extensive way but maybe what they can do is at least wipe things down around with this uh, product and um, minimize at least some of of the exposure that's fantastic
0: yeah so like with this product you're helping to wipe things away right so you're not removing the sources at that point whatever water intrusion that that led to the opportunity to create mold in the environment that's actively producing this contamination but if you're stuck in a situation where you you can't remediate or you can't move, you don't own the place, you know you can utilize this product to clean your belongings, actively clean the place aggressively once a week to keep the contamination down until you can get yourself into a better situation.
1: Yeah, good good point. You know um, what, Michael, I had a really interesting situation happened in my own home. I uh, you know, I keep it super clean. I've got air purifiers, etc. But one one time we went away on vacation, came back and I could smell the mold. There's a mustiness, and it was only in my living room. All the rooms smelled just fine, but not in the living room. I aired it out still it would come up and I started doing, you know, I tell everyone, you gotta be a mold detective. You really gotta like seek out and look for all the different places. And finally I found it. I have antique chest and on the top of the antique chest was a a, um, orchid, an orchid plant. And what happened was the housekeeper poured the water in and it drained into the actual antique chest. And because of the water, it's kind of drained down. It didn't, we, it didn't have any protection or a plate underneath, and that's where the mold started. And I was shocked. One small antique chest had just totally blew up on the smell, and the entire living room I felt was totally contaminated. But what was interesting is, is of course, I removed it all all the, all of my plants out of the living room. And that's what completely got rid of the smell. Now, people understand the smell of it, but people don't realize that the smell can also can be from the VOCs um, coming out of. Yes. Right. Can we talk a yep. little bit about that?
0: Yeah. So mold produces uh, VOCs as well called MVOCs. And that's what kind of gives you that musty odor. So it, what what's, what's really interesting is you should take that as a sign of, Hey, I have moisture somewhere. I need to, I need to locate that. Um, cause as you mentioned, right, you had a potted plant, you poured some water and it seeped into the chest. It started producing mold. And, and what's crazy is most people don't realize that mold can grow in as quickly as 24 hours. So if, if that water was in that chest for 24 hours without anybody realizing it, cause nobody thought that that would happen, you know, that's where that opportunity for mold to grow. Is made it made its way. And and then obviously the VOCs that are being produced, these MVOCs, they're giving you that that musty odor, which is a good indicator that, hey, I have something going on, I need to find it and fix it fast before it becomes a bigger problem.
1: Right, well, let's talk about, let's say, I mean, this chest, obviously it's porous, So what I ended up doing was I just put that chest in the garage and it's covered up in a plastic bag, you know, so I, it can't get out, but I've, I would love to get that chest again. So I'm wondering what are people, what can people do? You mentioned about porous items like couches that are fabric based and whatnot, but how about a
0: a wooden chest? So wooden chest, and, and I don't know much about this chest. Is there any sort of varnish on it at all or? There's a little bit of
1: varnish, but not a lot. It's an antique. It's probably like antique. 200 years
0: old. Okay. So, I mean, w- with something like that, obviously, uh, when you're when you're sensitive to mold, I would say that the odds of you getting that 100% mold free are probably slim to none. But if you're if you're someone who is, you know, very conscious about their health, uh, ha- but also has a love for antiques, what you would want to do in this situation is definitely HEPA vacuum it. Wipe it down with that product, Benefect Econ Thirty. I was telling you about really helps separate the the spores, any contamination that can be there. Wipe it away into that microfiber towel. Um, I would I would anything with that semi porous or porous, and you're you're doing whatever you can to to decontaminate it. I would say introducing that to the environment one at a time and seeing how you feel and react around it would be a really intelligent thing. The last thing you can do with this is they do make. Um, like a, they do make like low toxic, zero VOC, uh, paint-based products that come in clear uh, matte. You could potentially seal something like that. So that again, you're, it's, it's mm. got an antimicrobial coating. It could, now you could still have it and probably, you know, avoid having this contamination problem within it.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Oh, gosh, God, you such great information here, Michael, you know, before you go the last one, I'd like to ask you about cleaning our air with air purifiers air purification systems. And I'd like you to, to hear what your take is on what you like, which ones you like the best.
0: Okay, well, so so first off, I, I do want to say purifying your air is kind of like purifying your water, you know, it's a good idea. And um, I, the, what I like the best is if you have a central HVAC system, the best air purifier that I find is one that actually attaches to it. Uh, it's called Healthway, uh super V. And, um, the reason I love, I love this so much is it actually, it, it filters out particles as small as seven nanometers, which is the size of some, some viruses, very, very small microorganisms. Mold is, is actually about a hundred times larger. So if it can filter out particles that small, it certainly will filter out mold. And so you have, the, you have a two-part process happening. One, it's filtering out all of the air that's circulating around your entire house. But two, it's stopping these mold particles from getting to the, the actual HVAC unit itself. And this is great because the HVAC unit has a coil that, that constantly condensates. So when mold gets to that, um, it's a perfect environment for, op, you know, for that opportunity for mold to start to grow around that coil. Then the HVAC system becomes a mold factory of your, of its own. So this product, if, if you're, whether you don't have a mold problem or you do, and you want to clean your system and then want to install something to prevent that from happening again, this would be that. Um, and then as, a, as opposed to, it, if you don't have a central system and you have either baseboard heating or radiators, I would go with you know something like Air Doctor. Uh, IntelliPure is another great company that manufactures them. Um, I, I think they're all they're all honestly uh, getting better and better uh, every single year. And you just want it. You want something that's going to filter out the the smaller the particles, the better.
1: Do you, are you familiar with the photocatalytic oxidation technology?
0: Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not an expert in it, but I am familiar that it you know, that it exists. And, uh, and I have seen some really good documents on how, you know, Pico and PCO air purifiers and, and kind of how they're, how they defer and what they do. I do like Pico technology.
1: Oh, that's good to hear. Well, um, I actually have that. I have the um, air reactor and my patients have done wonders. I mean, I've had many different kinds of HEPAs and and uh, the charcoal to absorb the VOCs and chemicals and things, chemical outgassing from furnitures and things like that. But nothing has made my patients feel better than the air reactor. Um, at least that's you know what I've I've worked with with mold um, patients for twenty five years. I'd say thirty years now. And, um, and over the years, you're right, the technology is getting better and better, and that's, that's good. And it all depends also on your pocketbook, because some of these are super totally. expensive. And sometimes, just what you said, finding the source, cleaning it, getting rid of it by cleaning it, and restoration. And you actually teach that in your book, The Mold Medic. So um, yes. before you leave, because we're just about time out of time, tell us where we can find more about you and your book.
0: Yeah, so, so j- just really quick, I love, the, uh, I-, I love the air reactor as well. Another client of mine recently just kind of said, you know what, I'm going to s- cut down on some of the cleaning costs, and I'm going to get this air reactor. And after following up with them, they said that they had amazing results with the air reactor. So I did want to second that, um, that it was a wonderful thing oh, to bring thank up. thank you. Uh, as far as me, you can find me on, on Instagram at The Mold Medic. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty active on there. Um, You can find us on Facebook, The Mold Medic uh, book, as well as um, The Mold Medic, which would be my personal page. And then uh, if you go to themoldmedic.com, you'll have all the information there to, to buy the book, either on Amazon or Barnes & Noble and uh, allamericanrestoration.com. If you, if you are in need of remediation and you, you, you want a good service-based business, reach out to us, we'd be happy to help.
1: Ah, Thank you so much, Michael. You're great with so much awesome information for people so that they can start feeling better right away. Uh, thank you so much.
0: Thank you, you're very welcome.
1: You bet, absolutely. Great, great interview today, I'm so happy. Now, I, don't, I, I want people to know where you can get uh, the high-tech air solutions air reactor because um, I that's what I get and they're so kind that with my clients They give 10% off on the air reactor And so you just put my name in where it says uh, uh, the person who referred you and high-tech air solutions is h-i-t-e-c-h air solutions with an s.com h-i-t-e-c-h airsolutions.com and um, the model that i've got is called the 101 um but again you know it all depends on on what type of mold you've got check out uh, michael's book rubino michael rubino the mold medic great information please subscribe if you haven't already so we can do our best here on Wellness for Life. If you need help in digging deeper with your health issues, I work with people globally through phone and Skype consultations. And my contact info is available on my website, drsuzanne.com. Until next time, go out there, live, live your best life, full of energy, enthusiasm, and ultimate health and wellness. This is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies on the Wellness for Life show right here on Radio MD. Stay well.